I want to share with you a, a, a thought from Revolva, a conversation with ensued based on that. Uh, extraordinary, extraordinary elements in his thought. Um, this week's parasha, we have the, the, the confrontation between Yaakov and Esau, and Yaakov goes through this process with a tremendous amount of humility. He humbles himself, he lowers himself in front of Esau. He sends Motonus, he bows to him, he does everything to appease Esau. Um, Rashi brings from Chazal, Rashi says, but this time actually the, 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 the hug and the kiss was, was, was real because of all of the fact that he, that he humbled himself. The, the result was that there was a positive interface between him and Esau. And the Pesukim described that Esau offers to, inter- to continue with him, etc. And Yaakov politely, de- politely declined. The Saperna says on this that had the Baryonim in Bayasheni learned this parsha and followed this approach, we would, we would still have a Besamikdash. That's the comment that the Saperna says. But instead, they have this idea of Jewish pride. How dare you step on me? How dare you tread on me? We're going we're gonna to show you. And uh, we're going to stand for what, what our rights, and that's it. And the result is that we had Kurban by we had Kurban by Hashem. And their attitude was that the Chachamim, who were lowering themselves to the Romans, that's the old world, old style. You know, the new the new Jew can stand up for himself and say etc. That's my he doesn't say those words. That's mine. Okay. He then he says a fascinating thing. He says Klaisel. Is Am and Nifchar. Dumas Ha'alem are not. Because I'll say that why is Harsina called Harsina? Shemisham Yardasina Lo'elem. And Klaiser was chosen by, to receive the Torah by Harsina. At that point in time, everybody else was jealous of, of us. And that's where Sina came from. So Sina comes from Harsina. It's called, it's called Sinai because of the Sina. When you're hanging out with people, and you once upon a time, you were all in the same group, and you've been elevated above, above the others, you have to bend over backwards to make sure they don't feel bad. He says, a person, people who learn together in a Chabura, Yeshiva, one of them is to get a very chasher bestella, and the other ones don't. Every time you get together again afterwards, you have to bend over backwards to make sure they don't feel bad. And that's what Klaisel has to do when they're interfacing with Asa, interfacing with, with, with Umazarla. We have to bend over back because they shouldn't feel bad because we, th- we actually have something that they don't have. And we need to therefore be sensitive to that emotion and that feeling. That's how he describes Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov got the brachas. Esav didn't get the brachas. Yaakov was the one who was chosen to be the, 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 the torchbearer of, of the legacy of Avraham Avinu. Esav is not. Deep down, that's, that's killing Esav inside. And that's why he's so upset and so jealous. But when you humble yourself and you don't lord it, you don't think that you're special because of that, and you give the message, you know, I still respect you, then he will like you. But if you don't do that, you lose the whole thing. So the first part is a famous, you know, that, that interface with, with the, the understanding how to interface with the goyim during the during the daris. That, that, that mahalach of the is very much was the mahalach of appeasing and those type of things was was always coming from the, the approach of humility, etc., not demanding. That's not his kiddush. That are other people say. 
applying it to the modern situation and, and, and bemoaning the fact that we don't do it like this anymore and, we're, and we have problems because of it, that's also not as Kiddush. Applying it to each person's personal situation and understanding that we have to respect that is an extraordinary thought. And understanding that that's really what's going on when you're interfacing with, with, with the Ummah Sa'ulam is, is a fascinating idea. I'm not saying this as a halakha concept, but there is a musag of Lamat Yisrael. Yaakov says to his children, why are, you, why are you allowing yourself to appear in the eyes of the Ummah that you are not in a difficult situation? You have money, you have, still have, and they don't. Don't flaunt it. Don't let that be obvious to them. Don't move into the neighborhood rip down three houses and build a gorgeous mansion where everybody else still has the little dinky house. Don't do that. Lama Tisro, what are you doing? Lama Tisro means that when you're walking in the streets, you're saying Jews are guests in this country. We're not, we're not, yes, we we are citizens and we have rights and we're guests. The people who have been here, and they live here, and they, they, and they feel that it's theirs, they have rights. They, they're the owner. That's how they look at it. And this guy comes in with this new approach, new culture, new attitude. It's very unsettling for them. So be sensitive to that. Uh, I'm going to go off into a tangent. That's not my, my, my primary point, but I, I want, it's important to understand Talk, talk duggery, as the saying goes. Lakewood Baruch Hashem is a beautiful city. Year of Aim in Yisrael, growing by leaps and bounds. There's no room anymore in Lakewood. So people are moving to the, to the, to the neighboring uh, villages, towns, etc. There's, there's pushback from the non-Jews. Of course there is. You've been living in your nice little Tom's River for the last you, your, 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 your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, everybody has a nice little house with a nice kept lawn. They drive through the streets in a certain way. Everybody says hello to everybody. It's a little nice little village. All these people come in, and they don't say hello to you. And they keep like a totally different... They, they talk differently. They walk differently. They, they think differently. They don't keep their lawns nice. Right? They got a lot of kids making a lot of noise, running around. They fly, drive fast. Of course you're upset. And then you say something about it, they call you an anti-Semite. Of course you're upset. You're even more upset. I'm raising a valid point, and you're saying my problem is anti-Semitism. And then they, t- they go to the state to make an issue out of it. They make a lawsuit out of it. I have a better idea. Go to the block parties. Schmooze with the guy next to you. Bring over an apple pie. Right? Ask him how his kid is doing in school. Spend time with them. And humble yourself in front of them. And you won't have a problem. And I'm grappling with, like, what am I missing that I'm figuring this out, standing, you know, you know most of it is more to the story because it doesn't make sense as is. Because any, you know... The logic is 
just deal with it at the basic level. Once they know that you're friendly and, you're, you're, and you respect them and you, and you respect them and you think you have what to learn from them, what to gain from them, of course they like you. Yeah, there are a few Yechidim, you know, the guys, you know, whatever. But the vast majority of it? Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Chazal said Yaakovina was because that he had to do this. Of course he's because. I have to learn myself in front of Esav. I am the Maestro of the Bechir Shabbos. I am the one. And I have to learn myself in front of the Esav? Harasha? Yes. So he's, he did it. That's the right thing to do. He, we're not saying it was easy. You're not saying it's easy to humble yourself. It's not easy to humble yourself. But that wasn't the point that it was easy. Because Dafka tells us it wasn't easy. And it wasn't Kishmak. And it wasn't, you know, like, yeah, yeah, cool, no problem, yeah, humble, you know, like, you know. It, it was uncomfortable, it was frustrating, it was, every, and I, I have to go through this with this stupid whatever, you know, like, you know, we want to name what name you want to call him, right? He did it anyway. And the result, he saved God, you sir. Ramban brings that the, 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 the before they went to Rome, every time they, before they went to Rome, to, to base for the Romans, they would, they would learn through the parsha of Yaakov with Esav as the paradigm of how to deal with it. Now, Chazal say Yaakov even was faulted for the fact that he bowed himself too much to Esav. Yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. So, know where to draw the line. Drawing lines are very hard. You take a Extreme position is very easy. I, I always scream or I always never say anything. You know, that's very easy. It's wrong. But you know, you at, least, at least you know what to do. Figuring out when the, is the right time to stand up for your rights and when is the right time to say, you know, like, you know whatever, but I, 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 you know, just give in. That's hard in your friendships. It's hard in your marriage. It's hard with your children. It's hard with your community. And it's hard with the, with the, with the nations around you. Of course it's hard. But it doesn't mean that we don't have to put that into the process. Rav Heidemann holds, sadly one time he says, he says he does not, he suggests very strongly that a person does not wear a talus in the street. Because in in the the non-Jews' eyes, I'm floating. I have a right to be here. Yeah, I can walk around with my my prayer shawl. It's like weird to them. Who do you think you are? It's our country, the non-Jews think, and you're guests, but like, you know, you know, you just keep it quiet. Don't push it. Now, it's not a halakhic issue. But it's a, it's a, there's a lot of seichel to it. Because, Baruch Hashem, we have tremendous things going for us. And a person who looks at it with a little bit of thought process gets it. You know, we have all the stories about you know the the the, the, the respect that children have for the elders, which they don't have in, in, outside of the, the the happiness which 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 a Jewish family has. They don't have that. There's so much which we have that they don't have. Don't rub it in their face. That's the first step of the conversation. Okay. 
motivates somebody to rub it in somebody else's face. That was the second step of the conversation. My shver, you know, all of a shalom and talk, you know, there's one of the conversations which we, we spoke, I spoke about by the, by, uh, by the Hesper. Like, he didn't, wouldn't discuss with his friends, his old friends, he wouldn't discuss family. Because now, look, they, the pocket of their family didn't turn out any great shakes. They chose to send their kids to public school, the kids intermarried, and, you know, and they, they have grandchildren which are not Jewish, or they don't have any grandchildren at all, or they have, like, you know, two grandchildren, you know. And he, he had, you know, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, you know. He used to get with, get with old friends. He wouldn't talk. That's the one thing he wouldn't, he wouldn't mention because Pasha was wasn't fair. It was rubbing it in their face. But why would you rub it into somebody's face? Why would you do that? So that's what the conversation went to. He told me that, you know, he sits, he, he works at different projects, his work, etc. So there's an individual there who is probably the most arrogant person he ever met. Says they were sitting together, you know, with him and a few other, they're working on this, this building project together. And this individual is, is part of the group, and he's part of the group. And then there's, there was a contractor there, the, the general contractor was there, and they were talking about, in the middle of a conversation, the fellow says that, the Mr. Arrogant, we'll call him, says to the contractor, says, how much did you pay taxes last year? Like, strange question. He said, what? He said, how much did you pay taxes last year? So he says, that's not really relevant to our conversation. He says, I want to tell you how much I paid taxes last year. He says, I paid over a million dollars in taxes last year. I just want you to know that. And the, and, and the parenthetical statement. So everybody else who was there looked, looked, looked at this guy like, you know, like incredulously like, what did you just do? So I said to him, this fellow, obviously, I feel sorry for him. Obviously, he doesn't feel full inside. He gets his fullness by getting the praise of the people around him. He says, I can imagine, imagine a guy like that, when you cross him, he goes after you with a vengeance. He said, wow, Rebbe, you got it. Like, when, so, when somebody doesn't do exactly what he wants, like, all holes barred, he goes after the guy like nothing, you know, like every which way he goes after the guy. I says, well, it's a nebuch for the guy. What's it a nebuch? Like, you get your value by flaunting what you have. You don't get your value by flaunting what you have. You get your value by being inside, knowing that you have value. I have no need to flaunt it. But Yavosha Yaakov Levada, Rashi says he was demon to Kodesh Boruch there's even a song about it. We know it's a chazal because it's a song. Made it to the hit list, right? But he's also Yaakov Levadoi. He's done the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Yaakov Levadoi. Yaakov Levadoi. Yaakov Levadoi. Yaakov stood by himself. He did not need anybody else to support him. It's the Hampshire of this thought process that Noyak needs somebody. Russia had to give him the support. Avram was able to be, go by himself, and the Yaakov was the Bechir Shabbat, was Levada to the point, he's Mamish Lemon to Kodesh Boruch. 
he had such a cl- clarity of who he is and what he is and what he represents and what he does, so he can go to live with the lover and not be affected by it for 20 years. Maintain his integrity. And he could say, Chazal, like Chazal said, that not a, not, not a, a needle. Says Baderech that a son-in-law lives with a father-in-law. He says, you know, for 20 years, you end up when you come home with your, with your, with your suitcases, you know, there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. I, I can tell you from, you know, from, from reality, you know. I found my, my Shemir's uh, letter opener in my pocket a few weeks ago. Yaakov says, Mama tells me, call me Show me. I'll say, not a needle. Not anything. With a lovin. Lovin doesn't deserve that. Doesn't deserve that treatment. Yaakov says, but I don't define myself by lovin. I define myself by, by myself. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stoop to that. Maybe I have a right to. And, you know, yes, in case she's appalled, so that means, you know, so he says that it's supposed to be spotted, I give spot, spotted. It's supposed to be speckled. I make sure that they're speckled. I Sarah Swinton, 100 times. It's a little safer, which works. Cashman, how you get 100 times, right? 100 different ways. There's a great, w- warm, loving relationship between him and his father-in-law. It's the first shver, you know, first recorded shver that we have in the Torah, you know? Like, Masonic says that the first time it's found in the Torah usually is, in, is indicative of you know, the, way, the, way, the way it's supposed to be. By the way, so I don't know. Right? Here it is. Yaakov says, I'm not defined by you. My depression wasn't affected by him. It's, it's a mind-boggling statement. 20 years. Because he was so full inside of himself. He was so mole of what he's supposed to be and how he's supposed to be and what his relationship with the Kodesh Baruch was, he wasn't affected. So he can stand there with a the Malach and fight with a Malach. Because there's nothing which can be much be on him other than the Kodesh Baruch It's him and the Kodesh Baruch That's what the godlessness of a person is. And a person who is, his whole Mahus is defined by like a society which every moment people have to know what I am and what I'm doing in order that I should get their accolades and their approbation and how many likes I'm going to get. They're pushing totally empty inside to the point that they, they need constant filling. Because we only want to feel good, good about ourselves. So if I feel good about myself, I feel good about myself. So I don't have to tell you about it. I don't have to flaunt it to you. I don't have to... So you said to me, you know, the person who works for you know, financially is doing decent. He says, so how, how do you draw the line? I mean, the halach, there's no requirement halachically that a person is doing very, very well financially. They can give every single penny to stock and live with a, with, with a 15-year-old jalopy. He wants to drive a nice car. I said, that's fine, I get it. But there's two types of nice cars. There's a nice car which has a lot of amenities. It's a very comfortable car to drive with. But there's, the name isn't a name which gouges out your eyes. You get a very nice Buick, which has all the amenities, but it just doesn't have the name Cadillac on it. They're made by the same company. The, 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 the Lexus and the Camry are made by the same company. You have Kamatha, you can get it, one with the exact same, it has everything else, but it doesn't have the name Lexus. 
And that's like, you know, maybe these are my Musagim Nebuch, you know. Like, they're holding by way beyond that, right? And one time, Rabbi Winter, Zichabrachas mentioned in the, in the, I was there for Shabbos, he mentioned in, in Shabbos, the Drosha, he mentioned a Lamborghini. And I asked the guy, I said, what's a Lamborghini? He gave it this look like, where have you been hiding? <laughs> in the yeshiva. Um, <laughs> right? So now, now I can't say that anymore. Now, you know, I think, well, some fancy car, whatever. That, that's it, as far as I know. It's not what it looks like, but, you know. So if your goal is you want you want to, you want to enjoy quote unquote, the pleasures, yeah, you can have a you can you can make a nice house. It doesn't have to be. There's a way to do it. Bitsnias. There's a way to do it. Not bitsnias. The way to do it. You're not making your neighbor notice it. And there's a way which there's a big sign. Look here. One of my rebellion tells Bianco Koshev for Shlema. Shmuel's master of Bianco is like always, like always clearing Fakiras. See, one thing is clearing. He's learning Baba Kama. He's learning hunting the Shiloh of the Dimitin Hezik and Hefzid. So didn't Hefzid and didn't Hefzid. So he asked me the following Shilohs. He gave me two Shilohs. One of them is not in the gate that we're talking about, you know. But he says, but the one who's in the gate, he says, a person buys a very, very expensive suit, beautiful suit, expensive, you know, tailored, etc. And it has a label inside, some, somewhere, I don't know the name of the label, you know, one of these upper-end labels. And I go over to the suit and I rip out the label. How much am I going to pay? Suit still wears fine. Everything, nothing wrong with the suit at all. No damage at all to the suit. But the Gaiva aspect is missing. It doesn't sell for the same price without the label. Is that really a half-sit or not? That was a Shiloh. The second Shiloh was, if I middle of the night, I go over to somebody's gorgeous mansion, I jack it up, and I move it, and I put it down in the middle of Harlem. The house is totally functional. No damage at all to the house. Doesn't affect the house. The key, who's that? Neighborhood changed. Slightly, you know, moved it out of, like, you know, so certain neighbors of Flatbush. It's in the middle of Harlem now. Like, you know, what's damage? How do you define damage? Why is it called damage? Like, why is that called a hazard? That was, that, that was the Shiloh he presented. So that's not our point, but the point is like, he's right. There are some things that we do, plus it just to be able to have the guy effect. I have a fancy suit. I, I, I like, I, you know, I, mean, I like a nice tailored suit. Land's End special. On sale, right? But like, what you have to know about you know, that says lands inside my, my suit as opposed to, you know, Yankel's. Like, why is it important? What's in the game of me? I have to, you have to know who it is? I, I define myself by you knowing that I'm so rich I can afford a lands and suit. I, really? It, it's pushing your, the guy's empty inside. So, the first half of the, the, the ability to be machnia oneself when necessary comes because you're a Leva- you are a Levado, and, and you don't, don't, I don't need to define myself by what you think about me. So then I can focus on your emotions and your feelings and realize that it's not uncomfortable to you that I'm so successful. And therefore, I want to be sensitive to you. I want to be aware of your feelings because I'm not busy trying to fill up my empty stomach of emotions that I need to feel good about myself. 
But if I talk, I don't have any healthy emotions inside of me, I, I spend the whole day thinking about me. So how can I be sensitive to you? And I don't know, but I need you, your hechatimsa ba'alva, to make me feel good. So I need to do that to you. I, it's going to hurt you. Tough luck on you. Right? Because... Yaakov Avinu was, was merish to us that we don't have to define ourselves by anything else. We can be very comfortable saying, so, you know, you, the picture, like the conversation between the altar of and the, 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 the Bergarni, he says, have to, we have to show them who we are and how strong we are and we have write the rights, you know. And I was like, I don't have to show anybody anything. If right now the safest way is to, to, to say yes to the goy and let him have it, I say yes to the goy. No, we have to show them. We have, we, we, hear the words. Like, that's the phrase. We have to show them. You have to show anybody anything. Well, you have to make a decision. Sometimes we, we, we need to make a stand. Yes. That's the decision you have to make. But don't make it based on what we have to show the world that if we will never let this happen again. We need the world's help to make sure that never happen again. And the best way of getting that is by asking them nicely and, and giving them respect that they're so special. That's the best way to get people to do something for you. But showing us how strong we are and why we have a right to we deserve it. Da, 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 da. The exact results are the opposite. It's not rocket science. When I go over to somebody and says, you know, I want you to do me a favor because I deserve it. You should do me a favor because I deserve it because I'm a special guy. Da, 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 da. The guy's really motivated to help you. I went over to the guy and said, you know what, listen, do me a favor. I, I, get, I know I don't really deserve it, but you're a really special person. I've seen so many things that you've done, and I, I really appreciate it. I, you know, maybe it's just a little of your time. It's not so difficult. Would you mind doing me a favor? Yeah, I'll do you a favor. So that's true on a personal level. That's true on a national level. That's all Yaakovin was saying. It's not rocket science. It's obvious if we stop and think about it. But the ability to do that requires that we feel healthy inside. We feel full inside. We understand our value inside. Yaakovina was the person who understood how valuable he was. He understood that the Russian created him and made him and filled him up with a lot of good things. Gave him a lot of good things in his life. He has four very special wives. He's got 12 very special children. He has a future ahead of him. What does Asim have? He said, has a Molex for Anaklach. Chris is clicking. So you know what? Give Asim a little bit of cover. He doesn't need, I don't need Asim to give me the cover. I can do Mechni myself. And, and, even, and even that, I'm not saying it's not, it's not, it's not saying it's easy. It's talking not easy. Yaakov was Bekas. Darren, Mimachnia, bowing, you know, face, interfacing, the whole thing was like, you know, it would be so much easier without it. But now that we're we got to do, we have to sit from a position of strength inside of ourselves. And that's the greatest strength. Ezel Gibor is not Kavish as a ear. Ezel Gibor is a Kavish as They're able to look inside and say, you know what? I, I, can, I define myself with what's inside of me. I'm good. You know what? I'm going to give you your covet also.